Hello, my name is British Culture Albion Never Dies, and welcome to Thomas. Oh, that's not right. As you might be able to tell from my voice, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. Just a little cold, but one thing I definitely have right is the title of this week's episode. It is competition time. Time for a little giveaway. Just a small thing, a cup that you may have seen me send to a few friends from time to time, my Alphabet of Britishness Cups. I think it's, I'd say, time for a little bit of a giveaway, just to send one to somebody special who enters this competition uh, with the right answer to the question that will come up. Before I get to the question, I suppose it's worth asking why. Well, we're getting close to December. If you're downloading this on the weekend, it is December, and lots of people associate that with uh, Christmas, of course. Technically, if we go by the Church of England church calendar, well, it's Advent. Advent is the right name. It's the beginning of the church year, the time of reflection, at the darkest time of the year. Originally, in the 4th and 5th centuries, uh, Advent lasted like Lent, 40 days. So it was 40 days before Christmas. But later tradition has developed into the Advent we know today, the four Sundays before Christmas Day, season of expectation and, and preparation. The decorations are simple and sparse. Uh, purple is the colour inside the churches, falling, as I say, at the darkest time of the year. As most people have had memories of Advent, whether as children or as adults, will remember the Advent wreath, where you have the, the lighting of the five candles. You know, four on the outside are normally purple, sometimes you have one which is pink, uh, and a candle in the middle which is white, so of course lit in the same order each week, so that by the fourth week the candles have burnt down by different amounts, and the pink one is lit on the third Sunday, Gordet or Rose Sunday. Advent, as I say, is this time building up to Christmas, and it is a very special time in, in British culture, I know Christian culture around the world, but of course there are unique traditions for British culture, but having said all that, that is not the reason I'm doing a giveaway, I'm afraid, although it is, I guess, a prompting factor, better to give than receive and all that. Um, I suppose I could think about giving a, a giveaway for the 100th episode of this podcast, and I must start, start numbering them soon. Um, but in fact, this is the 96th, and hopefully I'll be giving it away for the, for the 97th. Um, so it's really not to do with uh, the numbers. Not really. I must, as I, at some point I'm going to start numbering this episode. I initially didn't, because I didn't know how many I was going to do. Um, I've just been carrying on as long as it seems like a thing worth doing, and, and my goodness, um, how it has carried on. I've connected with people all over the world. I'm very surprised to have had downloads in North America, South America, Africa, uh, Australasia, uh, and Asia, of course, and Europe. Um, I've been very surprised. I thought initially maybe most listeners would be in the UK, um, but it seems that people all around the world are very, very interested in British culture. And as I said, I wasn't quite sure at the beginning how long it would go on for, so this isn't based on any arbitrary, arbitrary number. Nor necessary to do the time of year, though of course I'm influenced by it. I suppose it's more that when you're unwell, <laughs> you're lying down, you're thinking, you're pondering naturally, and, uh, well, the thought is better to give than receive came into my head, and uh, as, as in conversation with uh, Pete Brooker, who I'm sure might be relaying this part of a conversation, and uh, he ended up sending me a picture 
uh, of a cup I gave him, uh, which was the B is for bloody hell mug. <laughs> that, of course, was the, the second letter in the alphabet of Britishness, and uh, had a cup made up and sent it to him. Uh, I had one myself a while ago, which was A is for Albion. Um, been parted with it, um, but I had these cups made up for the alphabet of Britishness. I was giving them out to close friends and notebooks and bags and a few other things. Um, and I say he sent it to me, and I was just really, really glad. It made me feel, made me feel warm that he sent it to me. It was so nice to see somebody using a thing that I'd made, um, making me think that maybe I should start making things and sending them. But as I say, it's also because I've been. In bed, and occasionally getting messages I'd sent uh, a while ago. I'd sent out quite a few postcards to people who'd subscribed to the newsletter and just a few friends, and as they received them, I didn't tell them. Not everyone, but they were getting them, so as they received them, they sent me joyful messages, and it, uh, well, really cheered me up. Um, of course, you can subscribe to the newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Um, and as I said, I've been sending out, whether it's emails or actual postcards, and, uh, and it's been a delight to see delighted reactions. Um, so it's all all bent my mind towards the idea of towards the idea of giving. So so what is the competition? Uh, it's a relatively straightforward one. It's very much a answers on the back of a postcard. I have one question which is what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about a children's story. I'm going to give you a series of clues. One of which is that I have talked about it before. I've mentioned it rather than talk about it. I've visited locations uh, that were used in the film version of it, and I've shared pictures on Instagram. It's not a James Bond film. It's not really connected to Bond or Ian Fleming, which I do enjoy covering. And I'm delighted that my recent YouTube channel, uh, which is you know, www youtube.com forward slash British Culture, uh, I shared a a Bond-related video at the weekend, and it was lovely to see that reaction. I do like to cover Bond from time to time. Uh, but this is a Bond unconnected one. In fact, the best summary of this children's book I've ever seen is a London family must deal with the trauma of living in the North. <laughs> yep, it is set in the North of England. It's set in Yorkshire, and having lived in Yorkshire repeatedly, I think this children's story is on an outsider's perspective on Yorkshire is done very, very well. And perhaps a clue, I'm not sure if it's a clue, um, but certainly something interesting, is that this children's story may possibly have been influenced by the Dreyfus Affair. Um, it's an Edwardian story, and the Dreyfus Affair was a political scandal that divided, divided France um, as it rolled from 1894 until its resolution in 1906. And it's something that has even come up in recent um, French elections. It's still you know, a well-known scandal and still quite heavily debated. Um, the British author of this children's story was very politically active. Uh, she was one of the original nine founders of the Fabian Society, which describes itself today on its website as the future of the left since 1884. So she was very politically aware. So it makes sense that she might be referencing it. As I say, I don't know how much of a clue it is, but it's certainly a good recommended rabbit hole of the Dreyfus Affair. And who knows, maybe by, by one 
one method or another, it may lead you to the answer of what I'm going to talk about next. As I said, it's a children's story. It's been adapted to film and TV and stage. And uh, but when I when I talked about it before, it seemed that it hadn't spread outside the UK very, very much. So I hope I've given you enough clues about what I'm talking about, that people new to the podcast, I know there's a few people who've discovered the podcast in the last month or two, but I have talked about it recently, and I know many of these people are outside the UK, so I hope that this is enough of a clue, Edwardian children's tale, set in Yorkshire, I've shared about some of the locations before, and, uh, and I will do again, if you can think of what children's book I'm talking about, Send me a message on Instagram at Fleming Never Dies, uh, or you can send me an email. If you're not an Instagram person, that's fine. Uh, this is open to everybody, so you can send me an email at Albion Never Dies at gmail.com. So my, my Gmail is open to everybody. Um, so yeah, please do email me. What do you think it is? And then if, <laughs> if there's one person who knows what I'm going to talk about, well, of course, they get the cup. There's loads of people. Well, what can I say? I'll be delighted to put your names into a to a hat and pull one out at random. Um, the competition's open until the next scheduled episode comes out. They come out once a week. So you have one week. Again, if you're listening at the weekend, it's not too late. You can put your name in, or they'll be drawn randomly on the, on the Monday night, Tuesday morning. That... Uh, that's it, that's the next podcast episode. So this is open for seven days. Um, send me an email. Send me a message. What do you think I'm going to talk about? It's, uh, I said, it's a children's story. And for one more clue, I'm going to give you the music that goes with the film. I hope this helps. Get in touch. I'm looking forward to hearing from you at either Fleming Never Dies on Instagram or Albion never dies at gmail.com. Thank you. I'm looking forward to giving somebody a nice mug. <laughs>